Welcome everybody to Unstoppable Consciousness. Today, I am so excited to talk to my dear friend, Susanna Baum, who is an absolute expert in presentation and speaking and a big master teacher when it comes to helping people deliver the message of their word into the world. Welcome to the show, my dear friend. I'm so happy to see you and to be able to have this conversation. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. It's so awesome to be here. Yeah. And you know, like I want to start our conversation with what I think is really important. So, you know, finding how to express ourselves out in the workplace and how to find out what our voice really means requires a a considerable amount of investigation. So I've had the honor of being in some of your courses and working with you. And I know how much work you showed me I needed to go into to explore myself and to get to know, you know, who I am as a person and what I wanted to express. So I wanted to talk to you about how did you even get into this, you know, this gift, this interest? How did this all start for you? Like what happened? Because first of all, it fascinates me. And I think so many of us, especially in this day and age with the internet and all these, the action that's going on out there it's easy to lose who you are authentically and how you share. So I want to start with how did you find this as your authentic work in the world? And like, what happened to bring you here? You know, it's a a funny story, Lisa, because uh, growing up, this was certainly not supposed to be where I was growing up. Actually, my dad really wanted me to be an accountant. And I was on, I was on track. I didn't really think uh, that that was my plan, that I was just going to be an accountant, do what my dad said I should do. And, uh, and as I started taking accounting courses, realized that it was not for me, but I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do, which was further complicated by the fact that I was really a scared, kind of timid. I avoided public speaking at all costs. I never wanted to be the center of attention and I never wanted to be oh. in a situation where I was, where I had to give a presentation. And so that, that was kind of how I grew up. I was very quiet. I was, I, I, kind of felt overlooked, but I, I was okay with that because I didn't want people to ask me things and look at me and, and listen to me talk. So I was pretty terrified when it came to public speaking. And uh, so, so it's kind of funny that now sometimes when I bump into people from high school and they're like, you know, it's really funny. I saw you on LinkedIn or I saw your YouTube or I saw you on the news or whatever. And it's kind of funny that this is what you turned into because I kind of knew you as the wallflower. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny that that's what I turned into also. (laughs) So how did it happen? You know, I, so I grew up very shy. I grew up avoiding spotlights, um, which is all fine when you're young, I think. But as you start entering the work world, uh, and as you start entering the work world and you feel yourself competent and capable, but then you start kind of holding yourself back, right? And that's exactly what I was doing. I was always holding myself back. Uh, I didn't want to give presentations. I didn't want to speak up at meetings. I was just happy for my boss to tell me what to do. And, and I hit upon one particular, uh, one particular job that I really liked in an IT company where I really connected with the boss and it was a young place and it was great people. Yeah. And, and I felt very empowered there. Like for the first time I felt like this, this is my place. These are my people. But, and it was a smallish company when I started about 30 or 40 people. And every week we had our, our, our weekly meeting and this was, I was in marketing then. And my boss kept pushing me to 
share with the company, with the 30 or 40 people in the room, what was going on in marketing. And I was like, not for me. No, you do it. I really can't speak to it. I made every excuse possible. And then when it came time for our performance review, he was like, listen, you're very competent. You're super smart. I can't do anything with you in this company until you speak up right now. So I, at first I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll just be happy with my lot in life. But then of course, as, as you go on, I, I realized there were points where I would sit in meetings and uh, the speaker would be talking about something. I would be thinking about questions in my head, but I wouldn't speak up. And then someone else would say exactly what I was saying. Right. And they'd get all the kudos. Oh. Yeah. Right. And I, and so I would kick myself then, you know, it's time for another performance review. I was not getting where I wanted to go. Now, strangely, at the same time, I was also taking acting courses because something about being on the stage was a good release for me. And I couldn't figure out why. Mm -hmm. And at this company, they kept sending me for training courses. So training in project management or marketing. And I would go to these training courses three, four days long, And I would watch the trainers and I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what it takes to get a job doing what they're doing. So one side of me having no idea that this was eventually going to be my path. I didn't want to put myself in that, in that position in front of a room and yet something about it really fascinated me. And so it was a cousin of mine who was in California at the time who who knew that I was sort of floating around and he said to me, why don't you go ahead and uh, why don't you check out Toastmasters? Cause he was in Toastmasters and he was, he was in sales at the time and he was doing phenomenally well. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, it was really, it was that environment that just helped me get out of my shell a little bit. Maybe that's what you're mm-hmm. missing. Just take that leap, take that little step out. So I decided to, to give it a shot and, and I was getting more and more frustrated at work. I was getting overlooked for everything. I was getting ignored. People stopped paying attention to me. And I was like, hey, you guys, but I'm smart. I can do things. But they were like, well, you're not, you're not taking up any space. So, um, so the frustration was what compelled me to go there. And even when I got there, I was uh, just standing up and introducing myself as a guest was terrifying, like so terrifying that I couldn't come back for six months. I was just like, no, I can't even do it. I watched the, the introducing myself was tough, watching the speakers and how great they were. I was like, this is, I can't measure up to these people. And I didn't come back for six months. And then, but you know, you know how it is. The more uh, frustrated you are and the worse kind of in a hole I kept digging myself, the more, the more I realized it was time to just go back and give it another shot. And when I did just, my headspace was there, the, the right people were in the room. And it was a place that helped me just, just practice it, just take a step out in a very encouraging place, very supportive. People would clap and smile and it didn't matter how I messed up, they were super nice. And, and, and about six months in, someone, uh, we, we got this offer to, uh, the, someone came to the, the club and said, can you lend us a few speakers to come and speak to a university alumni group? Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of professionals. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my first foray out into the real world. And so I, I volunteered and I just spent hours and hours working on this seven minute speech. Right. And, and, you know, and just backing it up a little bit was that growing up so shy and, and accepting this, that, that this is the way it is. I'm a shy person. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to speak up eventually you teach other people that, that I'm, that's how 
they could treat me, right? Yes. So as much as I was feeling ignored, I was like, well, why am I feeling ignored? Well, because I've given people permission to ignore me because I don't say anything. I don't speak up. I don't. Anyway, so, so I go to this, uh, this, my first outside speaking engagement, seven minutes with three other Toastmasters. And everybody's walking in the room. There were, there were about 40 people in the room walking in with their suits and their ties and their the nice shoes and the fancy pens and everything. And my turn came up and I started speaking and there were these two women in the front of the room. And I wish I, I remembered their names, these two women in the front, sitting in the front row, very professional looking, very, uh, very successful looking. And as I was talking, they, they pulled out their pens and they started to write down what I was saying. And it was that moment, right? That like, if it, if there's ever a moment where you feel like, Oh my God, lightning just struck me. <laughs> like it just, yeah. everything changed in that moment that, that these successful people could be writing down, but like, how was this even possible? Right? So, so I left that day knowing like that things just fundamentally changed. I didn't know what was going to happen or how it was going to happen. But I remember leaving that day going, okay, so I think this is what I'm supposed to do with my life, but how, like now what, right? Like how does, how does one speak for a living? I, I had no idea, but, but the, the fire was lit. Yep. And, uh, and once the fire is lit, I, I feel like, and there was such clarity in that moment that this, this is it. And, and so it took, I mean, I, I will spare you all of the details okay. of, you know, where I went here and there and the other thing, but, uh, but that was a, a key moment that just shifted where I was. I was, I was in a place in my career that I wasn't happy. I was searching for something else. I didn't know what it was. And, and that moment, it became very clear that getting up in front of people and, and sharing things that are worthy of them writing down so yeah. that they could be better at speaking and they could be better community. That, that was my first moment and my first insight into that. You know, this is very important to me because I like having people on the show who are willing to say it like it is. Okay. <laughs> and I know you, and I really, I've always appreciated you and, you know, um, I'm a fan, you know, I just like you as a human being, you're, you're amazing. And one of the things I love about you is that you're, you never give up you just never give up. Like I've known you a long time and I, you know, I might not be in your life all the time, but the one thing I know is you just never give up. You keep continuing to grow, which makes you that person who creates their life and continues to create their life and move through things that are difficult. And for me, that's the whole point of the show is like, if, if my, listen, my, my fans out there, I want you to re-listen to what Susanna just said, because what she said is the reason all her reasons why she turned her own insecurities into purpose or her own challenges into purpose. And you have a meaningful, fulfilling life, helping other people find their voice and to express themselves and share and articulate what matters to them. And my show is a lot around for entrepreneurs and people that are in business. And it's the hardest thing for us to overcome everything you just said that you feel inside that you had to overcome and just keep showing up and keep showing up. And then one day you have this moment where you realize there's a purpose and a meaning. Look, they're taking notes. I just showed up, but they're taking notes about me. And you can see that there's such value in what you're doing. And you, it's a surprise. And I call it like this miracle moment where you realize that and your purpose 
reaches down inside your heart and explodes, you know? And I know that that's the beginning and you do so much today to help people. Uh, And I want to lean into this a little bit more like, because for me, you have programs, you help people in business, you help CEOs, you help entrepreneurs, you help people find their voice, you help people understand how to share their wisdom. You're a part of CAPS, the Canadian Association for Speakers. I mean, you just like, you do so much and that's over a course and a period of time of never walking away from becoming a little bit more into your excellence and learning and being willing to learn. Like to me, that's the driving force is just being who you are and caring about your performance in life and your purpose in life, right? That's a fundamental in who you are. Yeah. You know, know, I I love the idea of the miracle moment, but it's, and, and also what you're saying is, is learning who you are and it's a continual learning process. And, and, you know, maybe it's, humility. I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but just always looking at others going, well, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Like, what can I learn from what others are doing, who I respect? How can I bring value and have people learn from me? Because I think that ultimately the fact that I come from a background of this sort of introverted, shy, I feel overlooked. I feel ignored. Nobody cares what I have to say. And it was my life and it was what I was living. And, and that I, I, I don't want to speak. I don't want people to look at me. I don't feel comfortable. I hate that feeling and all that. But that, that in itself makes me understand so many people much, much more and where they're coming from. Now, not all of my clients come from that place. Some mm-hmm. of them are extroverts and some of them love speaking and some of them are just out there and happy to, to share their voice. And, and it's a different skill set that they need, right? But, but there's a, a relatability. Yeah. And, and beyond the relatability, it's, it's also what can I learn from my clients? Because I have to listen so closely to right. where they are in their world and what they need, because this, it's not a one size fits all. Like in certain cases with, with the, the program that I have, yes, it can be applied to every single presentation, but every person comes with such a different background and personality and character and ability mm. in front of whether it's in front of a group or whether they're just trying to say something meaningful to that one person in front of them, how do you manage all the information in your brain and, and focus it down to an essential message? It requires me to really listen so carefully to them so that I could sort of fit the pieces together and, and help them put it together. And sometimes, you know, I sit with clients and I remember I had one client we were in a three hour coaching meeting and, and for two and a half hours, he was just talking, talking. And every now and then I would, I would interject and he'd be like, no, 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 wait, 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 let me just finish this thought. Let me finish the thought. And I I remember sitting there going, well, okay, it's, I I know this is important information, but I need to sort of, I, I need to sort of direct this call or direct this meeting in a certain way. And I can't just let him talk the entire time. And, and I got to interject and I, but somewhere along the way at like two hours and 35 minutes, we came to exactly where his essential message is. And now it was, could we've gotten there a little bit earlier? It would have been nice, you know, but sometimes I just have to sit there and let people listen and ask them certain questions to, to find the way and help them find the way so that we can, we can help them unleash the voice and unleash their, their deeper message inside. And, you know, even from a, from a 
corporate point of view, sometimes they're not looking to unleash a message and find their voice. They just want to be more effective in front of their audience. They want them to really engage people. Yeah. So it's really also figuring out for me, where are their strengths? Like really look at them, see them, listen to them and figure out, okay, well, here's, here's what I think you can do and have them sort of play around with it in their, in their head too. So yeah. It's, yeah. That's incredible. See, this is why, like, for me, the show is here, right? I'm all about consciousness. And that's what consciousness yeah. is. It's about being totally aware of who you are and what you're doing and the people that are around you and what you serve and how you serve it. So listening is a skill of consciousness to me. Yeah. It's becoming able to just know that the highest service you can give somebody as because first of all, you started by listening to yourself, being able to hear your own messages inside of your own discomfort, which has, I think, become a propeller for you to help you understand. Like if I'm an introvert and I'm shy, but I was propelled by something to unleash myself by listening to what I was experiencing, the struggle that people were telling me, having actual people saying, I would love to tell, I want to tell you how amazing you are and hear the message in that instead of just it being something that rips your soul apart, you know what I mean? And going, oh, they can't help me go farther into next level of work because I have this issue of sharing my voice and taking that and that being what you heard and decided to move and change in yourself. Mm -hmm. And then share that with other people. Like, listen, what is holding you hostage inside? What is keeping you from hearing your essential voice, your essential self, your essential message related to you? That's a skill that comes to me from your own transformation and being willing to understand what was going on inside, hear what life was telling you on the outside, because this is the key for me talking to you now. Not only did I hear what the messages were coming here, I also heard the messages about those ladies taking notes. And I hear the messages of my clients and what they're going through. This is essential to being a, a really powerful voice in the world. Can I say it that way? Would that be the right way to say as a speaker coach, as a person who is an expert in this field, is that important for people who are looking for that career, who are looking for somebody like you, who are looking for their voice? Is that essential for them to discover and understand like what's going on with you on the inside that you need to share on the outside? Mm -hmm. You know, you know what it's, I, you know, it's a great, it's a great question because sometimes when I, I sit down with someone, there's a, fair bit of therapy sometimes that, that comes out as they, as they try to share with me why they are the way they are. And some of my clients, they, they call their first call. They're almost trying to convince me why maybe they're not the best client for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> they really need to speak. They want to speak, but they're not really good at it. So don't expect much from me, Susanna, but I have to do it. <laughs> down, I kind of want to do it, but I don't think anyone's going to care what I have to say. I don't think anyone's really going to listen to me. Yeah. I don't think I could live through the nerves. Uh, I don't think I could deal with it if, if people, if I made a mistake or if I messed up in front of it, what am I going to do? Yeah. So, so there's, there's that piece, but you know, that the saddest thing for me is, is, is when they choose, they make that decision, they hold back and they're like, no, nope, it's not for me because yeah. I've seen a transformation for other people who start that way. And you know what? I think Maybe I've, I'm heartened all this because in Toastmasters also way, and this is, we're talking way long ago. I mean, it was 2002, there from 2002 to 2010. And I remember watching some people come in and they were like mice, like they would get in front of the room and almost start crying. They were so nervous. And yet 
sometimes three or four or five sessions and speeches later, they were transformed because they, they felt and they realized, okay, I'm not going to die. Okay, I can do this. Okay, this, this is what I didn't do well, but here's how I'm going to change it next time. Mm. So I think it's, it's a matter of, you know, what, what, what I responded to and, and even in my own work and what my coaches have told me and what I tell myself is sometimes it's an evolution, right? So I know that I could look at someone else in the speaking industry and go, oh my God, I love what they have, like their mm. programs, their website, their this or that, but it's an evolution, Right. So I could look back at, at everything I've done over the year and go, oh, actually, I did. Oh, I did that and that and that. That's great. But a year ago, it was all just a big pipe dream. So it's the same thing with the clients is that they don't like sometimes they, they don't even understand how they could be a speaker like they want to be. There's something inside them that wants to take the space. They don't know how they don't know why they they're sure they're going to mess up. But little steps just little steps, right? And then a year later, you could look back and go, oh my God, like, what have I done? What have I accomplished? Like I've spoken in front of groups. I've spoken up at a meeting. I've taken a different job. I've, you know, and, and that's, it's, it's amazing. Like it's, it's just amazing when someone comes off a speaking engagement or they spoke up at a meeting or they had a meeting with their boss, but they, they finally approached it in a different way that, that was far more clear and far more focused and, and, and more confident because really it's when people come to me and they say, I have a confidence and I'm so nervous. Well, okay, well, let's look at what you're saying because maybe you're just trying to cram too many ideas in. Maybe you're not even clear on what you want to say. Mm -hmm. So of course, when you get in front of an important person or in front of group, an important group, of course, you're going to be nervous because you're mm -hmm. not clear. So yes. how can we make you super clear on exactly what you're trying to say before you get in front of these people. And, and then let's see what happens to your confidence then. Because if you come in with a strong message, then chances are, okay, you might still be a little nervous, but it's not going to be enough anymore yeah. to, to psych you out and, and make you kind of, uh, make, make you too much of a nervous speaker. Incredible. So you, can I just say it this way? Yeah. You've kept the miracle you've had, you share it with other people. Cause that's what I hear you say. You know, yeah. I know there's so many nuggets and you guys like, you have to listen to what's being said here. It's very important if you want a speaking career and you're looking for how to get through confidence and issues and struggles about sharing your voice and getting out there and these, whether it's a presentation or you're going to want to speak on a stage or you want to just share even on social media or any way that you really want to like, and you feel like you can't and you shouldn't, and nobody's going to listen to you it's really important. Like you had a miracle moment, Susanna, that you keep sharing with other people because you know how they feel. So I guess every time you watch being able to give the gift that you were given to and share that and the power in a person finding freedom and this, in sharing what they need to share, whether they're obliged because of their work or whether they want to because of who they are as a person in the world, that's an incredible gift. What kind of people, like, let's talk about this. I want to dig in. So what kind of people do you work with? Like, who are they? Who would say, I need a Susanna in my life right now? Because she's the bomb, Susanna bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there, there's, there's a few kinds of different categories, right? There are, there are those who are just, they come from the, the nervous perspective. They, uh, they, sometimes they're just working in a corporate environment, but they want to speak up and they are just sick of being overlooked. Mm 
Oh, like they're yeah. just sick of being shy and they're looking for the magic pill of, can you just make me feel better about getting in front of a, mm -hmm. a room or whether it's work or whether it's me sharing, sharing my message. There are those people who have to give presentations all the time. They're, they're neutral about it. They're good enough. Um, but they're, uh, they're, they're given the presentations. They're just, oh yeah, I should throw some stuff together on a slide. I present, I feel okay. Uh, I'm not nervous, but somehow they're, the audience is not that engaged. They're not getting connected. They feel that they're not reaching the audience and they don't know why. So, um, which brings me to like one of the big myths that I hear a lot, which is, and I'll, and then I'll get back to the, the type yeah, of people. Yeah. But, um, if I, the, the myth being that I'm not nervous mm -hmm. as a speaker, therefore I don't need a coach, right? Therefore I have no problem public speaking because I'm not nervous. Uh. And, and I hear that and I'm like, and you know, and those are, those are tough nuts to crack, right? So I don't, I don't even bother, <laughs> I don't even bother but because it's not about, are you nervous? It's not, it's not about whether you're nervous, you're confident, how are you feeling? Butterflies, sweaty palms. You may be a, a, super accomplished speaker and still get nervous. So there's, it's not about the nervousness. It's about what value are you bringing forth to the audience, right? Mm -hmm. Are they, can you make your audience care about what you're saying? So how are you going to uh, mix your expertise with what they need to hear and how they need to hear it? So it doesn't matter if you're nervous, or you're not nervous. Let's look at what you're saying and how you can make it meaningful and relevant to an audience. So, so that's like one myth that always, whenever I hear someone say that, I'm like, okay, well, cool. Good, you know, good luck. <laughs> good luck with all your talks, you know? Um, and then, so, so, so the first person is like the, someone who's not very confident. The second person who's giving presentations, but not really getting the results that they want from them. The third person is, is someone who is fairly good at giving presentations. They feel good. They, they are a seasoned speaker, but they know they can be better. They know the message can be tighter, the structure can be better, they know they can engage their audiences better. So this is whether you're the, the corporate, I, I had one guy, one corporate client who was just this giant of a man, six foot five, extrovert, took up a lot of space, loved giving presentations, but he was like, but he called me because he was like, I, I speak, but they, like nothing changes. Like they're, they're not doing things. They, they say that they'll do something different when they're in front of me, but then they don't do anything different. So how can I make my audience care? So, so that's the corporate piece. And, and even some keynote speakers who will come to me and say, I'm, I'm keynoting, but I feel like there's, there's something missing. Something in my message that's missing and I don't know what. And, and the structure isn't there. The expertise is there, but the structure and the focus and the, the concise storytelling how do I make it stronger? How do I move people to action? How do I make them feel something? And how do I teach them what I want to teach them? So, so the, these are the, the types of, of issues that people come to me most often with. And it, so it really ranges from brand new, never spoke, wants to, but too scared and is waiting for me to give them an excuse not to, right. all the way to seasoned, experienced, they love it, but they know they're not hitting the mark and they, and they don't know what's missing. Mm. that's powerful yeah well, that's really powerful because what i hear you saying is there's so much more than what we think when we're speaking yeah. that we need to think about so yeah. tell me about that tell me about 
And let's talk, because I know there's people listening who are entrepreneurs who don't really realize the point of speaking. They're doing it because somebody told them to it. I know that I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched the trend explode. Like I want to be a speaker. I want to be a speaker. I want to be a speaker. But people don't really understand the point necessarily of being a powerful speaker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you, like you're, you, you know, I'm hearing what you're really saying here about like the, getting the audience to care. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what else do you, like, how else do you help people? So you said, I'm going to help your audience engage. You can help people find their confidence. You can help them overcome emotions through understanding and understanding. Like, I think for a person who wants to speak and who wants to share, what do you help them really gain and attain from understanding what, where they fit, first of all, you know what I mean? And what they have to understand about the power of the moment as a speaker. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, so how do I, are you asking like, how do I get them to see that it's yes, like much more than just standing yes. in front of a room and, and talking? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's, I think, I think it's always helpful when people go through that and then they get up in front of the room and they talk and they're like nothing. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes they do get results. Sometimes something happens, but, but there's always that, that feeling at the end that there could have been more, uh, where did I like, what I want people to do is look at it more than just, I'm going to get up in front of a room and tell them what I know and show them my expertise. I'm going to just share like all that I know, and I'm going to teach them how to be awesome but it ends there. And so they, they focus on educating, um, but they don't inspire their audience to want to feel anything like that. They want to feel like they want to change and they don't inspire that they don't, they don't persuade them to do right. So it's really about coming at this more from a, a service. Like what, what do you want your audience to get out of this? Not, mm. you know, at the beginning, the, it was all about the call to action. Well, what do you want out of the presentation? Well, I want new clients. Uh, I want new, uh, I want more, more meetings, but it's, it's not really about that. It's about like, well, what piece of information do you want them to walk away with? How do you want them to start thinking about changing their lives? Like, how does that piece work? So, um, so it's, and, and, you know, when I work with my, my program, it's like, um, when I, when I was working with you way back, like way, way back, I was really working on like a, like a structure piece. So when my business started, I was just, I was a public speaking trainer. You know, I would go into groups or I would coach people on how to speak, uh, you know, the, that was the body language and it was the eye contact and it was the basics of structure. Okay. And then I realized that, that's, you know, you could, you could read a, a, an article about that and understand the key points you're supposed to be following. And then I developed this piece that was all about structure. And how do you structure your presentation so that you're saying the right things in the right order so that you can engage the audience with that? And that really helped my business take off because now it was something that people could stick their, like sink their teeth into. Absolutely. It was very valuable. It was like, oh, okay, this is where I put my expertise and this is where I put a story and this is how I lead them down a path. And then a couple of years ago, I felt like something else was missing. I felt like like the structure piece is important, but then how do we get to the part where we have that information that needs to go into the structure? And then I came up with just another system that sort of, that, that, that comes first. So 
so basically it's it's three parts so when i work with anyone we we look at it in three stages number one is is how do we understand who this audience is and what they need to hear so it's all about how do you merge your expertise with what they need to hear and how how you need to word it and say it so that you're saying it in a way that is meaningful to them. So, so it's for that. Yeah. Because so many people are, are getting up in front of an audience and dumping information on them. It's an information yeah, talking to the person and thinking yeah. about the other person. That's very yeah. important. You guys write that down. That's very important. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, here's the information here. I'm going to educate you. You're going to learn this. Here's all my expertise. Take it, run with it. Mm -hmm. Right. But then, but people take a lot of notes, but they don't do anything with it. So, so now my, my piece is like, we, we do need to teach them from our expertise, but, but if we only try to teach them, it's not going to be enough. It's not enough to engage them and to make them really connect with you and your message. Yeah, so nice. then how do we get them to learn what we want them to learn? How do we get them to feel something so that they're like emotionally connected to mm -hmm. what it is you're and then how do you get them to act on it how do you get them to do something so once we get clear on that who the audience is and what they need to really learn feel and do then we move into the structure after that because we've gotten clear on what's the essential message and what do they need to walk away with and how do they need to feel and what do they need to do great now let's take that and that's much more concise message that we plug into a structure and then when we're done with that now let's move to stage three which is let's look at the delivery let's let's look at let's talk about the confidence because again we can create the most beautifully structured meaningful presentation in the world but if it doesn't come out of your mouth properly or if you stumble over the words or you can't yeah. pull it off yep. well then you're going to lose that so for me it's these three steps that are just integral in in anything and and it's been and it's been such a blessing to have discovered this system because it's a system that works across the board. Like whichever of these three categories of people you are, whether you're, you know, doing it for corporate, whether you're creating your new keynote, you're trying to find your voice, it all starts with the content. Like we, we push the confidence issue aside. People come to me, they're like, ah, nervous, nervous. I say, great, acknowledged. Let's just park that for now. And let's yeah. look at something, you know, let's look at what you're saying and how you're saying it because the, the gems are in there. And, and sometimes we have to dig really deep. Like you said, you have to go really deep into a person to really figure out what's really the message and why you and why should they care and why, how is their life going to be different? But once you go there, it's, it's a system that just works across the board. And, and the way people come out of it is just such a, they're a different person. Like they're okay. a different person to have felt what they felt and gone through the process and seen that they can accomplish something that they just didn't feel like they could accomplish before. That's critical. Honestly, like I loved, but that, that gave me shivers all over because <laughs> no, it did because it's true. Like we don't realize like what I hear you saying and what I'm, what's, what I'm holding in space for my understanding is speaking is a service you're trying to really be of service and using your voice your programs your copy everything you're doing matters so deeply because then people and yourself included can be of that service you have the longing to do in the first place yeah so it's it's, a, it's like an expression of your gift it's an expression of yourself and i want to say this because i know a couple of things i know for sure because i've gone through it the struggle of finding your voice in your copy or your speaking presentation or your website or is excruciatingly painful 
<laughs> it's so painful and difficult. And I think everybody, I, I tell people, get a mentor, get a person who's going to help you find yourself because it is painful and you will pull. And I've done, I've gone through it, changing titles, changing this, figuring out. And, and until you feel heard and understood by an expert such as yourself, it's very difficult to know what to do. And you could circle for years and years and years because you don't realize point one equals point two equals point three. And from after those three pieces are together, then we even just discussed your delivery and you being able to express yourself. But if you don't know how to pull all of those gifts you have together yeah. and know how to listen to your audience and find out what they need from you as a person, as an expert, as a professional, mm-hmm. you're right off the get, you're going nowhere. Yeah. You're going yeah. into pain and stress and overwhelm. So you help break that down so the stress the overwhelm can be replaced by and confidence engaging and the person who's delivering that message the entrepreneur the ceo the person who really feels passionate about what they're doing and they want to be a professional can feel engaged and feel what you felt when somebody was writing notes about you yeah saying that power of knowing somebody was that you heard them and that they heard you and that they know that you, that they, that you heard what they needed yeah. and you're able to be there for them at this level. That's so powerful. And isn't that the point of speaking? Cause I was going to ask you, like, my next question was about like, what is the point of being a speaker? Like, what is the real reason? Right. And I was like, well, that's probably all the reasons. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to ask that question. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's about shifting the mindset. And I think once, once uh, my clients or my audiences, or whatever, once they buy into that, it's shifting the mindset from, okay, I'm going to get up on stage and I'm going to feel this and I'm going to do that. And what if I make a mistake? And what if I do it wrong? And what if I look like an idiot? And what if I, 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 me, 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 yes. and just shift it from like, just really. And it takes an effort. Like it's, it's not so easy to just be, Oh, just shift your mindset and think about them. Oh, okay, good done. Right. But it's, it's like a consistent effort until it becomes a new habit of mm-hmm. what am I trying to say and why should they care about it? Like, so that it doesn't become an ego thing. Cause we've seen, right. You know, we've all seen the ego speakers. Look at me. I'm up in front of a room because I'm a speaker and they talk about themselves and themselves. And you're just left going, what? Why am I here? Like, why did I just give this person an hour of my time? And Mm -hmm. so much of what I have learned over the years has been in watching others and learning what to do and like what to do, meaning what what really resonated with me when a speaker acted a certain way or did a certain thing and what not to do because I'm like, and sometimes I find that I'm, you know, I'm sitting in an audience and I just don't have patience for the speakers who are like showcasing their speaking talents. Cause I'm not there to watch you perform. I'm there for you to help me change my, to teach me something. Right. And I, and I think over the years, because I grew up so shy and quiet and everything, it did, you know, you can look back with the benefit of hindsight and say, well, what, why did I grow up like that? Cause I, I didn't, it was easier for me, but I didn't like being ignored. I didn't like feeling overlooked and it, but because I wasn't talking all the time, I was listening and I was watching. And I think now that helps me because I'm still, even though I talk more, <laughs> I still listen a lot and I watch a lot and and so I, I learn from others. I'm constantly learning from others. What are others doing really well that, that also feels like something that I could learn from? And mm. what are people doing that is not good that I want to make sure I, I never do? 
and that I teach my clients never to do like go over time, like talk only about yourself. Like, you know, just not being aware of what the audience needs. That's, that's a big pet peeve of mine. It's crazy. And I, you know, first of all, you guys, anybody looking for somebody, you know, this kind of help, it's very important to understand because there's so much bad advice out there. Like I believe there's so much bad advice out there for people who say their things that they're not, they have no experience. The new world now online is like, it just creates the opportunity for anybody to say anything, but they don't have any real internal resource or experience to say, here's how you become a great speaker. And I've noticed that, you know, it's, that's just gotten worse. Like some of the conversations that are out there. So, you know, the takeaways from our conversation are critical for people. If you're looking to be a speaker and you're looking, or you have to present in in the job that you have, and you have to do these things that you feel are not being delivered at a level that's really important. There's so many nuggets of gold here with you, talking with you and listening to you like, well, you're going to feel great if you know what you're presenting is going to reach your audience. And if, you know, like that's key, like, it's just like, oh, I never thought about it. It's not, oh, it's not about me. Yeah. What do you mean? It's not about me. It's not about me just, just dumping me. the information. You know, when, again, I, I know we're, we're, we're going to start wrapping up soon, but this, okay. this pet peeve of mine, which is like, I'm just, uh, when I also speak to some people and, and I ask them what they're doing in their presentations and we talk about the information dump, I'm just going to say, everything. I'm going to give them all the information and they'll take what they want and they'll leave the rest behind. And I'm like, no, God, like they're not because once you leave it to the audience to figure out, is this important to me? Oh no, this isn't, but maybe the next thing he's going to say is going to be important. No, they'll just disconnect. They'll shut off. They'll pull out their phones and they're gone. right? Right. They're not listening anymore. So how important it is that everything we say is targeted to the needs, the challenges, the issues that are that are facing this audience. Because once you lose them, very rare that you're like you really have to do a number to get them back. So don't lose them in the first place by making sure that it's very tailored, and that they are like that. This presentation is about them. It's not at all about you and your speaking mm-hmm. talents. Yeah. Do you have like things now you'd say, here's some recommendations if you're struggling. So I know people are probably going, Oh, wow, that's me. Oh, wow. That's me. Oh yeah. That's me. Oh yeah. I did that. Oh yeah. I went through that. How do you recommend people just start the journey of knowing that they need some help and how to like get through that first decision process? Like, because that could be hard. You can end up in a circle for a long time. Is there anything that you would recommend? You know, it's actually, it's funny you should say this because just this morning I had a a call with someone and he uh, is a CFO and he wants to start a YouTube channel and wants to create a bunch of three to four minute presentations. And we were, we were talking about that. And one thing he said to me was, you know, part of this is that uh, I've been thinking about doing this for a really long time. And then, and he called me because he saw a video that I posted on LinkedIn. I didn't, I didn't know the guy. He's, he's actually out in the Middle East. And he said, but I saw that video and there was just something about it that just made me think about it. So it's number one is, is sometimes you need, like, let's say sometimes you need to hire a coach because that person is going to keep you accountable. They are going to make meetings with you and force you to do the work. And, but, but a lot of people don't want to commit necessarily. They don't want to pay the money, but I think it's just also important to start um, to, to, get, get more clear, like go deep within yourself and just figure out, well, what, what is it I want to do? Why? And, 
and find the help. Like find people, even if you don't want to hire a coach, find people who are doing what you want to be doing or who can support you and push you to help you move forward because there's enough people who are going to go, ah, what do you need that for? Oh, come on. That's really hard. Oh, I would never do that. Like that kind of thing. And one thing that was really integral to my growth was when I joined CAPS, Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, simply because it surrounded me with people who are doing, number one, exactly what I wanted to do and making a living out of it. But they were also just such a, a good, supportive group of people to surround myself who I could go to and say, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What do you think? It was always, you could do it. Let me help you. Let me introduce you to someone who's done it six times over. So it's really about, number one, surrounding yourself with people who are doing what you want to be doing and surrounding yourself with those who will push you a little bit, who will get excited for you. And and that's important because a lot of people are isolated these days and 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 we just need to know that there are there are people out there whether it's a friend whether it's an association whether it's a, a networking group whether it's a toastmasters group like just get out there and and surround yourself with a uh, people who uplift you mm. in some way because that will carry over like i think my my um you know the early career in toastmasters that was way before i joined caps but just being in that environment where people were just supportive. They were pushing. They were like, I know you could do it. Why don't you try this thing? It was never anyone discouraging me from anything. If anything, I was, I was going, Oh, I can't do it. And they go, Oh, no, you can. And you will. So, and that, that really was amazing. And when I left Toastmasters and went into caps and that was just the next level of people who were building their speaking businesses and, and just, just helping me maintain the right headspace all the time so that even when I got discouraged, I always had someone who I could call who would lift me back up. I love it. And you have a lot of things going on, which I want to talk about. So tell tell people, let's talk about how people can find you and work with you. Like, what are you up to now? You know, and I think it's your career is just wonderful. I've been able to watch it for a good 10 years now, at least. And I'm extremely excited about who you are and how you've grown and morphed and just like taken on the role of being a leader in your industry. I honor you for that. It's very important. I believe every voice is important. I believe people who are interested in a speaking career really need to learn. And even just finding who they are in their work need help. Because like I said, I know the stress and strain of trying to hear what makes and what you resonate with when when you're expressing yourself, whether it's the one minute conversation with somebody or you're in a networking group or you're doing a big presentation or you want to have a career in expressing yourself or you have to because that's part of your job, you know? So I know there's a lot of ways people can work with you. Could you tell us a little bit about what you're up to and how, you know, how people can unravel this career that they might be longing for, you know? Yeah. Well, there, there's a bunch of different ways. I mean, I do one-on-one coaching. Uh, that's, that's, you know, originally that was really meant for people who had a presentation and they'd come to me with this presentation and, mm. and we would work on it. But that has since morphed because, you know, again, it's an evolution. So that was great for a few years and it still maintains. But now there are those who are coming to me, like like the person I spoke to today, who just needs a series of three minute presentations, or they're building a new business and they need to know the six different ways to talk about it. The elevator pitch, the the TED talk, uh, 18 minutes, the the 30 minute, the whatever they need to know how to 
deal with people online, put their videos out. And, but, and, it, and the interesting thing is, is that it always comes down to it's the same structure. It's the same structure of a program. Who's your audience? What do they need to hear? How do we merge your expertise with that? And, and again, whether it's three minutes, whether we're looking at a half an hour, it's the same thing. So it's one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I have a couple of online courses, one of them being uh, the how to create a signature speech that sells, which is all about the structure piece. Yeah, uh, how do you build this structure into your presentations? Last year, I created another course because there were so many people come to me going, I, uh, I don't have any speaking, but I'm nervous and I don't know what to do and I just need Ooh. help with that. Yeah. And so there were enough people just coming to me for that. And I kept saying, well, why don't you check Toastmasters or come back to me when you have a speech? And I was like, wait a minute, this is sort of a sort of a business opportunity lost. So I created a mini course and and it's uh, it's like a mini masterclass. It's a shorter course, but it's really focused on, OK, you're nervous. You want to do better. Here's how. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and that's all about, you know, how to rock your presentation, banish your nerves, speak like a superstar. So that's a, it's a mini masterclass that I'm offering now. And, and it's, you know, each, each person's needs are individual. I have a bunch of different coaching packages based on, you know, are you coming to me because you've got to deliver something at a board meeting? Are you coming to me because you want to build a, a, a keynote presentation? So, depending on the time and focus and structure we need, there's, there's different packages that really help, uh, help. And, and, you know, one of, one of my newer packages is almost, it's called like the unlimited coaching because sometimes we're just continually, we're building skills. We're building that first presentation. We're building a bunch of videos and they just need access to me. So it doesn't have to be, you know, four meetings of 90 minutes. It's, I just need to talk to you maybe, three times a month, maybe six times a month. So we've, I've built in a package that allows for that because this is the evolution of what people are doing now. And, yeah. and so I want to serve in the best way. I don't want them to fit into my program. I want to be able to, to fit what they need. So I love it. I love it. So you guys, like you can definitely, you'll see, I have all her links. Everything's going to be in the section in the description. So Thank don't you. worry. I got you. <laughs> and I just adore you. And I'm really like, honestly honored that you were on the show today. I think it's important, especially now, like, you know, just in the world, like speaking is such a big thing in all the different areas in, in how we present ourselves and showcase ourselves. And I love that you're still keeping a steady, Hey, there are, there is a map that you can follow. There is like a way to do this where that you could feel proud. You could feel confident, yeah. you could feel assured that you're delivering your best self and the best information to serve your people, because I don't want that to be forgotten. And I think it can easily be forgotten and diluted in this world that we're living in now. So thank you for doing what you do to make sure that people can be powerful in this work and powerful in how they share who they are in the world. Thank you so much for being on the show. And you guys gave so many nuggets of gold. It was really amazing. Your vulnerability, your honesty, your authenticity, just here, this is where you might be. And this is where you can end up, which is really important to me. I want people to walk away going, I have so much inspiration and courage just from our conversation. And I know that's what we've accomplished today, Susanna. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. And you know what? I want to say one thing also is that, is that at different points in your career or whatever you need to do, you, it, it helps to have the people around you who can help you. But it also sometimes really is worth the investment of a coach. And back yeah. you know, many, many years ago when I was in a place where, yes, I was, I was still working, but I was 
overwhelmed, new baby at home. I, I was struggling to get my business back on its feet. I was struggling to get my mind back in the right mindset. And that's when I called you. And so I worked with you as a coach to help me go through some of the overwhelm because I was really struggling at that point. And so that, that sort of highlights that at the time that I worked with you, I mean, it was just great. You kicked my butt a little bit. I remember sometimes getting on these calls with you and I was like, oh my God, she's going to kick my butt. I was kind of dragging myself to the call and oh, she's going to be mad at me for stuff. I didn't do things. But, but then at the end of the call, because you're such a great coach, at the end of the call, I was uplifted. I mean, you did kick my ass a little bit and then you, and then you were there in the way I needed you to, because you were also responding to your audience's needs and what I needed at the time. And, and, you know, over the years I have hired coaches based on the evolution of where my business was going. And so, you know, it's an investment and it's a commitment, but sometimes it's really the only way to sort of jump to the next level of where you want to be. And, and, one coach that I, I hired a few years ago was a, just a giant investment for me. And for many years, I was looking at it going, well, how could I possibly afford working with her? Like, it's just crazy. It's just great until I really needed it. And then I was like, how could I, how could I not work with her? Like, how could I afford not to anymore? So that that's just, you know, in the mindset, when we look at coaches, like you yeah. got to find the one that really, will help you in the place where you're at in your life at that time. But anytime that I have made a coaching, a decision to work with a coach, starting with you, like it was, it, it really helped shift everything. So thank you for that. And thank you for what you're doing in this super amazing podcast. Like you're, you're just, you're great to listen to. You have such an energy and such an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes that it's really, it's really amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that and wonderful to hear and to remember our experience and how long we've known each other and how, how much the flowering has occurred. It's yeah. beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'm just honored that you decided to come on the show and I know you're going to get some traction from all this and I'm excited to see what happens for you and see what you're up to in the future as always. And thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. For now. Bye. 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 <laughs>